Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. And Daniel is still alive. Uh, Tennessee st- has alive, been everybody. ravaged by, by tornadoes, and yet Daniel still stands. We're here. We're, uh, we're still here. Um, uh, we thought maybe, we were just discussing, we thought maybe in the background of some of the episodes last week, um, you would be able to hear the uh-huh. tornado that, that was actually outside my house. No, like that's not a figure of, of speech. That's not like I felt like it was outside your house. No, Daniel. No, literally. Was. There was a moment last week when we were recording an episode of the podcast and my wife stuck her head around the corner and said, there's a tornado. Get off the stupid phone and get over here into the shelter so that you don't die. And I recorded and you know the last did? five minutes of the uh-huh. episode. Uh-huh. Daniel <laughs> said, then, I'll be right with you. <laughs> listen, this is this is for you, the people. Okay. So like we're That's right. but we're we're here. We apologize we did not get an episode out on Friday. It's been it's been a pretty insane week in uh Nashville this week. But we somehow we managed to get you four episodes last week in the midst of a tornado, and I feel like that's decent. Clint. I feel like it's, it's more than decent. I it's adequate. Us. It's adequate. That's exactly it's right. Adequate. Uh, hey, we uh, we got a bunch to talk about today. Uh, and in light of what I will call, um, well, I don't know exact words to use, words at this point of a 30-point loss to a conference opponent, I don't think they do justice. Was that, is that good? Is that, is that what you shoot for? Is just going into Baton Rouge and... To say we walked out of there with an L, yeah, it's a bit of an understatement. A bit of an understatement. We walked out of there holding what was left of our pride in some sort of baggie that we were just we had to carry yeah. out. Yeah, of no, the, we got of the we venue. got the baggie out of the trash can. It was a used plastic bag that somebody had thrown mm-hmm. their old teriyaki in, and we turned that thing inside out and walked out with what was left of our pride. That's how embarrassing that loss was. It wasn't it wasn't great um uh, we was it the worst loss of the season for the basketball team that's the question that you have to really ask yourself it it has to be i don't know because the season's already dead at this point that's the thing it, yeah. you, you can't tell me that it hurt the worst no it did not hurt the worst no no no, no. sorry no it did not hurt the worst you we feel nothing at this <laughs> point for the basketball team. I'm only mildly interested, even, in watching the games. Um, no, I feel nothing. Uh-huh. But it was a pretty it was a pretty embarrassing loss. This team just doesn't have it. This team just doesn't have what it takes. We're talking about... I, I mean, I don't think we're going to make the NIT. No. There's not, there's not going to be no postseason. I wouldn't be surprised if on Wednesday night um, in Nashville, in front of yours truly, um, if, if we don't just get mowed out of the first round of the SEC tournament and never heard from again. Oh, you I would not uh, be. I don't know what that line's going to be, but go ahead and mark me down for giving you. I won't be betting it because I, I have a soul and I'm a fan, but for those of you who don't have souls, just take whatever points we are getting and, and bet the other side of it. It's going to be ugly. Yeah, Mississippi, uh, Ole Miss, I should say. Um, is our first round matchup and uh i do not see an early line on it 
uh, yet, but I'm sure there will be. I'm sure there will be action to be had. And yeah, I like Mississippi minus whatever it is that they're getting. Yeah. Actually, I don't. I think we're going to win on Wednesday night, but no, you. That, but that's but that's just me. All right, we're one and zero in games that I'm in attendance at this year. So, you going to this one? I'm, I'll be there. Oh yeah, it's Wednesday night. Tickets are one dollar, Clint. I got I I bought what? two tickets. I bought two tickets. General admission, which means if I get there early, uh-huh. I will be in premium seats. I paid one dollar. For Stop. each ticket. Stop. No, that's real. That's real. Seat Geek. Um, uh, taking my son, going with a few buddies from Nashville, head on down to Bridgestone. It's a tradition unlike any other, going to watch Georgia play in the Wednesday garbage player in games of the SEC tournament. There are no fans in the building. Nope. Uh, nobody cares. There's some like five drunk Kentucky fans who forgot what day it was and yeah, d- came to no the wrong concept. came to the wrong place. Um, but everybody else is just trying to get rid of their tickets for anything that they can get. And so, if you're a Georgia fan, it's great. It's, a, it's absolutely premium. Well, Daniel, I'm, then in that case, I'm I'm glad for you. I don't know. Uh, sure. Sure. Sure, we'll say that. Hey, because of the embarrassing loss, Daniel, I have a quick question for you. We're going to go on to a couple more things. Daniel and I, uh, if you've you listened to the podcast. We didn't do the, you realize we, we didn't no do intro. the intro. We didn't do the intro at all tonight. It's hey. a weird It's a weird hey. start to the week. There's a tornado, guys. Look, there's I, a don't tornado. Know if, I don't know We're if you've ever seen tornado. Wizard of Oz, but when dogs and cows and things are flying around in, in circles around you, you kind of lose focus, okay? That's so a, we, we can't be blamed. It's, well, I mean... Who's going to be, I mean, uh, that's not true. Executive producer intern Michael, shame on you. Shame on you. For not having us do the intro to today's podcast. Hey, if you're a long-time Georgia fans, just come on, come on. Email us, lockdownbulldogs at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. That's right. That's right. You know, give us us five stars. We'll we'll be here. Uh, We will be here. Um, Hey. Because of the embarrassing loss, 30 points of basketball. Daniel, what's the most embarrassing sports memory you have, UGA or non-UGA related? Well, first of all, you know it's going to be UGA related. Of course it's going to be, yeah. Because for embarrassing, there must be a level of investment that uh-huh. one has uh-huh. in the game before uh, it, you can really be embarrassed by it. You have right. to own that team. And there's not that many teams like the the Atlanta Hawks go out and lay an egg. You know, I don't care. I'm not going to be embarrassed. But Georgia, uh, certainly so. And I don't know how you feel, Georgia fans. To me, you asked me this question. It's on the sheet here. And I immediately know what my answer is going to be. It's the 2012 Georgia-South Carolina game. It is, to me, Mm. it it is not the most gut-wrenching loss in Georgia history, uh, it is not the most. Um, uh, it's not the most hurtful loss. It is the most embarrassing loss, though, that I can ever remember. Because if you will recall, Georgia ranked number five at the time. Goes into Williams Bryce Stadium, Columbia, South Carolina, the armpit of the United States that is Columbia, South Carolina, mm-hmm. to play. Um, Against the South Carolina Gamecocks, let me just refresh your memory. Connor Shaw 
the quarterback of the South Carolina Gamecocks in that game. Marcus Lattimore, maybe you've heard of him. He mm. was the running back mm. in um, that game. And this was supposed to be the game, you know? Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be mm-hmm. like, this is an epic, big time. South Carolina is ranked as high as they were in years, but Georgia is is kind of on the verge of of having an, an incredible season. At that time, we were 5-0. and They were 5-0. and um, Two big-time heavyweight teams, so it seemed. <laughs> uh, and they came out and scored 21 points in the first quarter, Clint, uh-huh. and just ran us out of the building. I remember I was still making food to sit down in front of the television and, like, really get settled in. I was obviously watching the game, but I had not yet claimed a spot you know i was still milling around getting stuff on my plate or whatever it was already 14 to nothing by the time i actually started watching like by the time i actually sat down um there was a muffed punt early in the game todd Gurley was Mm. on this team clint aaron murray was on this team you know how many Mm. yards aaron murray had he was 11 for 31 for a 109 I'm, I'm sorry. Z- zero tuds and one interception for a QBR of 27.1. Is that... Is that good? Is that is that good? Is that good? <laughs> um, do you know who the leading rusher in this game was? I not, don't want to. Not in the game. Marcus Lattimore obviously was the leading rusher in the game. 24 carries for 109 yards. Um, do you know who the leading rusher for Georgia was in the game, Clint? Um, I'll give you a hint. It wasn't Todd Gurley. No. And it wasn't Keith Marshall. Oh, stop. It wasn't either of those young men. It was Ken Malcolm, Clint. No. He, he had five carries for 45 yards and a touchdown in the game. Meanwhile, Todd Gurley had 13 totes for 39 yards, Clint. That was the... That was the... That was the way that game went. Worst Good. game I can ever... I mean, just most embarrassing game ever. Uh, mine's not UGA-related because so far the most embarrassing is the... Uh, I, I, I can't even stutter to say the word of the down and the yardage uh, that took place, so I'm not going to. Uh, that was that was hard and gut-wrenching. Uh, mine was just simply put, uh, I had invited... Daniel, we've learned over the years. Uh, mm-hmm. Do we... Do we watch games with other people besides nope. the only other people invited into my house is Daniel and his family when football's going on. I don't watch games mm-hmm. with anybody else. Okay. No. Because you live and you learn, you make yep. mistakes, and you realize that's not it's not gonna go well for anyone. Uh, I had a neighborhood Super Bowl party when the Seahawks were playing the Patriots, in which on the goal line with one yard to I go, think, we decided. I think we remember. We decided to <laughs> hit a slant instead of rush the ball, and some things were said out of my mouth when that play was called, and then the mm-hmm. subsequent reaction to children and to mm-hmm. everybody around mm-hmm. who stopped what they are doing. Mm-hmm. And this is this is a group of people who don't really understand football that well in the mm-hmm. neighborhood at the time. The, well, what you said was it was in. The, it, was it was in the Pacific Northwest. The, so we, they think they think Oregon football is good football. People. No, we heard. We heard, okay. We heard right, loud good. and clear. They don't know what football is. So that was. Uh, so uh, it was it was a slow meander out of the house after that for the people, uh, just to quickly 
disperse and leave and not clean up. And I wasn't talked to for another four hours after that. So it's that's tough. my that's my most embarrassing moment myself. Hey, we're gonna come back and Daniel and I are gonna have segments for each other. What do I mean by segments for each other, Daniel? That sounded that was weird. That, was that just sounded the really weird. Weirdest intro. It just was. The, any, if anyone's still listening to the podcast, <laughs> number one, I have a lot of questions for you. Like, why? Why are you still here? Like, why? Why would you not immediately turn it off when he, when he was saying that? I mean, listen to the ads, sure, but then once we come back on, like, you got to get out of here because Lord knows what we're going to be doing. Um, uh, uh, how about this, Clint? Um, should we? We're a little behind. We're off we schedule today. We're off schedule today uh, immensely. Let's. You want to stick a would you rather in right here, I, and um, we'll, what we were going to do we'll, is we have a segment called "I'm going to give you the floor," which Daniel and I have about three minutes each to try to convince each other. We'll we'll hit that segment later. But yeah, you're right, Daniel. We should do a would you. We'll rather. do that tomorrow. Let's yeah. do that tomorrow. Let's talk about we're on, we're already on basketball, so okay. let's stick with basketball theme. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to hit you with this first. Would you rather? And it is about Tom Crean, the head coach of the University of Georgia. Um, I think we're both on record. I think we both feel pretty strongly. There's no reason for Georgia fans to get antsy about Tom no. Crean's job. No. no, let's just let's let the man alone. Okay, he had a, he had a great recruiting class, and um, the team did not perform well. Um, he had the number one player in the nation, probably the number one pick in the draft, and the team's not going to make the NCAA tournament. As we said, this is not unheard of for a uh, number one pick in the draft team to not make the NCAA tournament. I think mm-hmm. we both think Tom Crean's job is safe, but I think we also think Tom Crean needs to do better. I think, is that is that fair <laughs> to say, Clint? Yep. We need to see improvement from Tom Crean. So would you rather Tom Crean recruit worse than he currently is, okay. but coach better, or coach worse than he currently is, but recruit better than he currently mm. is, Clint. Mm. Uh, this one to me, Daniel, it goes into another would you rather question we may have it coming up. But I, I would much rather Tom Crean all of a sudden, and, and this is perception as well, because I'm going to say I want him to coach better. And that's to assume that he is not coaching well right now. And we actually, this team is so young, it's so puppy dog. We don't know exactly everything he's working with and how difficult it is at practice even to get these guys on on a semi same page. All right. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. we don't exactly. But but I would probably say if we had less of stars, but more Tom Crean getting after it and getting the most out of them. That's what I want. If I understand the college basketball game, any extent that I do. I completely disagree with you. Mm so happy i would rather i think first of all i think tom crean's coaching is fine great so i think it could stand to get a little worse if his recruiting got a little better because if his recruiting got a little better all of a sudden he's up there in the neighborhood not of duke and kentucky and the absolute blue bloods of recruiting, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. he's up there in that next level down neighborhood, where the Floridas of the world hang out, um, and um, teams like Arizona and um, kind of that next tier down. If he recruits just a little bit better than he is right now, and Georgia fans getting all up in their feelings about this team because 
it underperformed because look at all the talent that we have on this team. Mm. Look at all the talent that we have on this team. But listen, mm-hmm. you said this team is young, and this team is very young. But there are fans out there who are going to say, well, there have been plenty of young teams who have gone on to have very successful uh, seasons. Look at Kentucky. Kentucky's had plenty of teams led by tons of freshmen who have gone on to, listen, listen here, kids. This team is nothing like those Kentucky teams. You understand, those Kentucky teams have four to five Anthony Edwards on them. Mm -hmm. There are no Tumani Kamaras on those teams, kids. There are no severe wheelers on those teams. They have multiple first-round draft picks who are freshmen. Mm-hmm. We we have one underclassman who will be drafted in the first round. We have one player on the team who I believe will be drafted even if Rayshon Hammonds comes out. I believe we have one player on the team who will be drafted at all. <laughs> Daniel just squares up on Rayshon and says... Listen, Rayshon... <laughs> For once in someone that wears the red and black's life, make a good choice. (laughs) And don't freaking come out for the stupid draft. Nick Claxton, how's the G League treating you, bro? Right? Mm. It's about time that you you came back Mm. to the podcast and people Mm. started saying what's been true all year. You're in the freaking G League the whole year. You could have been on this team getting uh, better, having your draft stock go up. You could be a lottery pick right now with Anthony guys, Edwards. Guys, I knew this was going to get salty the second Daniel started using kids to describe listen, Georgia fans. I knew it was going to get listen, salty. Children, hurry. Listen to me, children. <laughs> this team's nothing like those Kentucky teams. Um, Tom Crane's doing an okay job. It's just an exceptionally young team. This team's going to get better. I believe in Tom Crane's coaching. If, if this team recruits even better than this, then... Um, it will be a it will be a fixture. The reason this team's so bad is because the cupboard was absolutely bare when the top ten recruiting class came in. It was because Tyree Crump was the best player on the team, and that's not an exaggeration. That's real life. Jordan Harris is obviously better than Tyree Crump, but that was not the impression that people had coming into this year. And so that's the reason the team was so bad. It's not because of the freshmen. The freshmen will continue to improve. It's not because of Tom Creed either. So okay. Okay. Uh, Daniel, I just know if this was a football question, it'd be easy. I want recruits in there. I want players in there. I want skill in there. Skill's going to do so much with that, and the coaching's fine. I I just see other programs that have lackluster talent who are coached really well making it far, uh, and I think just regression to the median on that one uh, or the mean uh, average teams can play really well. Uh, but you're right. Comparatively to the big boys, we're not even – we're nowhere – nowhere near it's true uh, hey we got we got something else on the other side of this break daniel tell the people what we've got next you you're asking me to tell the people what we got next because you legitimately have no idea what we got next. this is just we're just pi- we're just pulling well, you, things out of thin well, air th- when, just, when, when we didn't do the intro and you shifted on me and now all of a sudden we're not on the no sheet. i know we're it is just it's just it's a pivot fest over here um all right here's what we're gonna do we're gonna play a new game New segment on the podcast, segment called On the Fence, Sub subtitle, Step Up or Step Out. Mm, Here's what mm-hmm. I want to know. 
Here's what I want to know. I'm going to name a player, and I want you to tell me, is this the year, which is more likely? Is it more likely that this coming year, this player steps up and contributes more, has a more pivotal role on the team? Or is it more likely that this player steps out Mm. and possibly even exits the program, but sort of just fades off into oblivion? Are you familiar? Are you you aware of the rules? Do you understand... So what we're saying is, uh, can this person actually perform? Like, do something with your life, bro. Or it's not. It's not necessarily can they. It's will they. Because sometimes it's opportunity driven. Sometimes it is uh, circumstance driven. But I want to know: is it more likely they contribute in a positive way to the team, or transfer? Basically, is what I'm saying. There we go. Is it more likely that they contribute or transfer? And I'm going to start. I'm going to start with a little bit of a hot button player. I'm going to start with mm. a bit of a, a, speaking of salty in the last segment, I'm going to start with a player that might make a couple of y'all salty. Um, because he seems, this is a fan favorite. This is a this fan is. favorite player. Uh, most popular man in uh, at the University of Georgia is the next offensive coordinator. Least popular man at the University of Georgia is current. the current offensive coordinator. Uh-huh. And so um and so so too is the backup quarterback at Georgia. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. a backup quarterback. I'm hearing some buzz coming into the start of fall camp, reading some things about quarterback competition, about don't just give Jamie Newman the job. There's qualified people waiting in the wings ready to step up and so Clint I'm just going to ask you Dewan Mathis mm-hmm. is he more likely to step up this year and contribute in a positive way to the team doesn't okay. mean he has to start every game but is he more likely to contribute in a positive way to the team or is he more likely to step out and leave the program he's more likely to step out of the program Daniel if you're making me choose a side I'm not predicting he will, but what's more likely? More likely for him to transfer out than make a contribution this year. Look, I don't know what this kid's able to do. Nobody really is. And if you say you do, stop. Stop. You saw him dunk on a six-foot basketball hoop. You have no clue. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, So with that being said, and with the competition that's here, and with the competition that's coming in with the talent that's there, uh, I don't. I don't think he's going to contribute, and nor do I want him to, truth be told, in in all honesty. If Jamie Newman is not the starter coming out of camp, y'all hold on to something because it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be, bumpy, it's going to be <laughs> bumpy as all get out, y'all. Uh, there's just people, there's people out there that just won't let go of, you know, they get something in their head like Dewan Mathis is going to be whatever it is that he's going to be and and so they just can't they just can't shake it and get it out of their head this if you if you choose Dewan Mathis this year Georgia fan you are choosing 9 and 3 is that the ceiling if Dewan Mathis starts every game 100% I would I I might even go lower than that there's going to be a stupid bonehead loss that should should no way have been a loss, but will be because he's starting a quarterback. I, this is not. We're not trying to knock on the kid. This no. is just the nature of being a freshman. There are not that many. First of all, there are not that many Jake Fromms out there. Nope. Okay. Second of all, 
Nick Chubb was the starting quarterback on the team in 2017, Clint. I don't care what you tell me. I don't care what anybody tells me. Nick freaking Chubb was the quarterback of that team. They got in the huddle, and Nick and Jake Fromm looked at Nick Chubb and said, what do you want to do now? And Nick, Nick said, the ball ain't heavy. Give it to me. <laughs> Actually, Nick just telepathically com- conveyed all that. He didn't say a single word. No verbal expression was given in that huddle. He said, you hand, it me, you hand it to me until I'm too tired, and then you hand it to my friend Sony until he's too tired, and then you throw it to Javon Wims one time, and then we're going to start the whole thing again. And that was 2017, friends, in a nutshell. Listen, it's just Dwan Mathis... Um, well, let me ask you this. What are the chances? Give me a percentage. What are the chances Dewan Mathis is the starting quarterback for the University of Georgia in 2021? Percentage that Dewan Mathis is the starter in 2021. Hmm. You got Carson Beck mm-hmm. going to be on campus all year this year. Mm-hmm. You figure they're going to be battling it out for the number two reps. And then you got, you got uh, Brock, coming Brock in. you got Brock Vandalay, <laughs> son of Art Vandalay, famous importer exporter slash architect. Import uh, export architect, the famous Costanza go to mm-hmm. alternate personality. So you got um, Brock Vandalay coming mm-hmm. in next year, number one quarterback in the country. What are the chances that Dewan Mathis is a starter? Week one, twenty twenty one. Since this podcast is not about caution, Daniel at all. No, throw it to the wind. Zero. There's zero percent chance. Oh snap! Oh snap! I thought you were going to go the other way. I almost, I almost, I had a mouthful of water. I almost did a legitimate spit take on the podcast. I think that would have been our first actual. Zero percent chance. If if Carson Beck is there, if Dewan Mathis is there, okay. I again, I don't know this guy's skill, but I do know the skill of coming. The guy coming in, Brock, who has a skill set similar, albeit not the same as Dewan, because I think he's faster. Dewan is faster. But he's got a similar skill set. He's got a better skill set, accordingly to all all the experts. Uh, and he's not going to get game time rep this year, hopefully. Jamie's going to take that. And if there's a camp competition coming in where it's wide open, we don't have another transfer. We have three guys on the squad. I think he's the odd man out, and I think it's either going to be Beck or it's going to be Vandalay. I um this is we I'm going to disagree with you again on the no. podcast here today. Um and I'm going to make actually for this back to the original intent of the segment. I'm going to make my official choice for Dewan Mathis. I think he's going to step up this year. Okay. I think he's going to contribute to the success of the University of Georgia by being the entrenched backup quarterback this season. And I think there will be, I think he's going to win that job over Carson Beck. Okay. And I think there are going to be moments, whether it is because of a tweak, small injury, or whether it's because of a big lead, there are going to be plenty of moments the backup quarterback is going to play, right, this year. That's going to happen, okay? Every year the backup quarterback plays. So I think there are going to be moments where he's going to play. I'm going to predict that he's going to look at least decent while he's playing. And I think in 2021, he is going to be the odds-on favorite to win the starting job. I'm going to put his chances of being the starting quarterback at the University of Georgia in 2021, game one of the regular season, at about 75%, Clint. That's right. No. I think think 
Okay. If I had to choose right now, a player in the quarterback room to bet money is going to transfer away from the University of Georgia. Carson. I would overwhelmingly choose Carson Beck yeah. as the player most Look, likely to transfer. Carson Beck seems to me like he is just a dog for life no matter what. He is going to keep clawing and scratching and fighting. Dwan Mathis came late in the recruiting cycle, last minute addition to it. Is not a, a damn good dog by any stretch of the imagination so far. Is not a lifer. I think sure. at the, at the at I mean, the Carson Beck this, is certainly not a damn good dog either. Well, well, yes. I'm just going to throw that no, around. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. He's not entrenched in the lore of UGA as somebody like Carson Beck, who just he would he would rather lose his left index finger than than did, go away from UGA. Did That's Carson what it seems Beck? Like. Did Carson Beck lay on an operating table and have his brain pulled out and have University of Georgia pay for that? And pay for all of his medical bills. You just, look, you there's, loyalty indeed, when you're, there's loyalty this, when your medical bills are taken care of by somebody, okay? I'm just trying to say, if you're going to, if something's ever going to endear you to a, to a place to or a to a fan base, it might be having your right. brain pulled out of your head. <laughs> sure. Uh, so. Sure. Sure. Uh, all right. That's all we got today. It was a weird, weird episode today, Clint. <laughs> if you're new, if you're yes. new to the podcast... They're all like this. They're I don't all know what the same. We're you. gonna say, "Hey, it was weird," but I was actually gonna retort, Daniel. What, this is par for the course, man. What are you talking this about? This is just a normal. If you're new to the if you're new to the podcast, this is kind of what you see is what you get. We appreciate you being here, though. Leave us a rating, leave us a review, all those things. Subscribe to the podcast. We really appreciate it. And we will be back tomorrow. There are mm-hmm. no more tornadoes on the forecast, and so I think we should be here every day this week. Um, if there was a tornado so yeah. on the forecast, I'd really hope that you'd run from it. So I'm glad to hear. No, we're here. We're just uh, we here. We here, man. Uh, oh all right, yeah. Gosh. We appreciate you being here. Uh, check back in with us tomorrow. We'll have lots more to talk about, and we will talk to you guys then. See ya.